Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. I'm so glad that you're here. If I've never met you, my name is Dustin. I get alongside of my wife and our family. Uh, Allie's her name, and alongside of our kids. We've got four babies. Uh, we get the opportunity just to lead here at Purpose Church. And uh, we've been in a series over the last few weeks called Game Day. Somebody shout Game Day. That was decent, but I said, somebody shout game day like you at the stadium, all right? Somebody shout game day. That's good. I like that. And I'll just tell you, over the last few weeks, we've been walking through this idea uh, that comes really from Proverbs chapter uh, 13, is really where this whole idea of this series comes from. It's Proverbs 13, verse 20, and I want to read that to you because I want to start off with this, and I want to just kind of bring it full circle uh, uh, for us today as we welcome up some friends in just a second. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. I'm really excited about that. But I'll just tell you, Proverbs 13, verse number 20 uh, says this. It says, walk with the wise and become what? Wise. wise, right? But associate with fools and what happens? You're going to get in some trouble. Come on. We've talked about it over the last few weeks. How many of y'all have been in some trouble in your life? Come on, wave at me. This is church. You can be honest up in here. I think all of us have. I think all of us can understand that we've walked through different seasons of our life where we've gotten in trouble. Or we've done things that we knew that God wasn't calling us to do. And a lot of times what happens is that's based on the people that we're surrounding ourselves with, right? The people that we're doing life with. So we've encouraged you over the last few weeks to be Begin to really look at the huddle, right? Begin to really look at the people that you surround yourself with. And last week we talked about this idea that Jesus had a perfect balance of it, right? He had the perfect balance of people that would speak into his life that he spent quality time with, but also on the other side that there wasn't uh, this incredible amount of, uh, of people speaking into his life that were far from God. And so I just think that's so important for us that there is a perfect balance that Jesus himself had that we should have, but I think it's so important for you and I, we got to look at our huddle. So write this down. We've wrote it down every week, but I want you to, I want to begin with this, and then I'm going to invite some friends up on stage in just a second just to walk through this idea together of how important a huddle is and some other things like that, and faith and football. It's going to be a lot of fun, but I want you to write this idea down. Write it, this idea. Show me your huddle, and I'll show you your final score. Right, I think coaches, in just a second, they'll tell you, hey, the guys that are in the huddle, guess what? The people that are in the huddle determine the play that gets run, the, the what happens on the field, which ultimately affects the final score. And I just think for a lot of us, we got to understand something for you and I, is that the people that we surround ourselves with, that we are in our huddle, that we're closest with in our life, guess what? They have the ability to speak in or, or, or pull away from or bridge to the things of God that God is calling us to in our life. So the huddle is really important. Y'all agree with that? We kind of talked about that. And again, I think we're going to have some professionals that will help us understand how important uh, the, uh, the huddle actually is. And so I just think it's going to be great. I'll just tell you a little bit about these guys, uh, and then I'll let them introduce uh, themselves to you. And we're going to have just a conversation. And again, they are coaches here at Murray State. It's Coach Johnson and Coach Brady. And I'm going to invite them up here in just a second. Not yet, uh, but I want to tell you just how, how much I appreciate them and their willingness to come and just share their heart, share their story 
story uh, with a lot of us that we may not know them, right? You may not know them, but they call Purpose Church home, and I'm so grateful for them. And so why don't we do this, church? If you don't mind, would you jump up on your feet? Would you put your hands together? Let's welcome to the stage Coach Brady and Coach Johnson up here on stage. Come on, fellas. I love it. Come on, y'all can do better than that. Help them out. All right, y'all have a seat, have a seat, have a seat. Have a seat, have a seat, have a seat. All right, cool. So uh, again, we wanted some, some expert opinions when it comes to this idea of, of the huddle. But first of all, before we do that, I would just love it if, guys, if you wouldn't mind, just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your story, what brings you to Murray, uh, what brings you to Murray State, and then we'll just, we'll, we'll rock and roll from there. Y'all, are y'all good with that? Y'all have some fun with us today? Can y'all talk back with us? All right, cool. Brady, why don't you start us out, Coach? All right, so my name is Brady Keran, and I come here from Ashland, Kentucky. Shout out 606. I don't know if we got any Eastern the Kentucky area code people 606. in here. He's 606. He's so committed, so yeah, committed. I got the 606 He's tattoo. He's got it tatted on his arm. Come on, somebody. I love that. So uh, I come here um, from actually the University of Kentucky. I coached there for three years with the now Murray State head coach, Dean Hood, and he brought me here. So that's, that's a little bit, um, that's who I am. That's where I'm from. That's my coaching story. Cool. Coach Johnson. Uh, my name is... Am I good? Yeah, we're on now. There we go. My name is Johnson Richardson. I'm the offensive line coach and recruiting coordinator here at Murray State. Uh, let me just start by saying my beautiful wife is right over there. That's a smart yeah. man right yeah, there. He's smart. a good man is I what he is. I want to make sure I don't, I don't forget that right there. Um, <laughs> but it's funny. I, you know, I'm a coach and everything. Literally, before I come up here, she's telling me, make sure you smile. You know, make sure you hold the mic close to your mouth and everything. But I'm very grateful for her being here and walking by my side and wouldn't rather do it with anyone else in life. So. Um, I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I played football at Wofford College. I was a tight end there. I'm going into my 11th season coaching college football. Um, I came to Murray State from Richmond. Before that, I was at uh, UNC Charlotte for seven years, where I worked with Coach Hood in 2016. That's awesome. That's awesome. Come on, give it up for these guys right now. I love that. I love that you're. I love that you guys are here at Murray. So first of all, let's just talk about it really quick. What? How did you get connected to Purpose Church? So obviously you guys attend Purpose Church, and again, uh, Johnson and Rachel just got married a few months ago, right? Three months today. Come on, somebody. I love that. I love that. So so they're celebrating. They're they're newlyweds and women. We're just so grateful for you guys. But tell us a little bit about how you got connected, plugged in at Purpose Church. How did you even hear about it? What got you here? And why are you in a middle school coming to church? That would be awesome. Well, for me, I, uh, I hadn't found a church in Murray yet. And so there's a guy that's on our staff, and he's like, he is like Western Kentucky. It's Hunter Harris. I don't know if anybody knows Hunter Harris in this room, but it's Hunter Harris, and he is Mr. Western Kentucky. And he told me, he said, you know, Brady, have you found a church yet? And I'm like, no. He said, all right, well, you're going to Purpose Church because that's where you need to be. And ever since then, I've been coming here, and I started coming with uh, one of our other coaches that's not here anymore, but this is just, I mean, it's been home ever since the first time I came here. And not only that, the fact is is that uh, uh, Brady's house, can I say this? Is that even okay for me to say? Is that even weird? Yeah, so we're Purpose Church, we're neighbors, all right? We're neighbors. So right? behind the lot, Brady lives right behind our future home at Purpose Church. So hey. like literally the house right behind it. So I think that's a big deal. I think God just was already working all of that out together, what. right? That's I right. love that. That's I right. love that. Coach Johnson, tell us a little bit about um, how you got connected to Purpose Church. We were looking for a church too, and uh, honestly, we were at, uh, we love Schaefer Coffee, by the way. Shout out Schaefer Coffee. So we were there, and we noticed that the Purpose Church offices were right down from the, uh, from the coffee shop. And so we were researching online a little bit, came here, and absolutely loved it. Love it. Love it, man. I love that. I love that story. So again, we've talked about 
the fact over the last couple of weeks, and we'll get into y'all's personal story of faith and kind of journey in a second, but even over the last few weeks, help us out a little bit, because again, you guys are in the profession of football. You understand this idea that the huddle is a big deal. So, so would y'all mind just schooling all of us uh, non-coaches and non-necessarily, we love football, but would you just, just help us out, understand how important is the huddle, how important is doing that, and, and then also that the people that are in the huddle with you, how important is that? Well, you know, everything starts in the huddle. So, you know, before the play, everybody huddles up. That's whenever you make sure the right personnel is in there. You got the right amount of receivers. All your offensive line are in there. And, and so it really starts to make sure everybody that's going to be part of that play is in there. Yeah. And then, you know, the quarterback will give you the play. And what's crazy about the huddle is, is everybody has to listen to that play and everybody has a different responsibility. Mm, so they, they get that play, they get that play, and everybody has to know what to do in that play. And everybody's got a different responsibility. And if everybody does their responsibility, that play will be successful. Man, that's good. I love that. I love, John, Coach Johnson, you got anything on that? Yeah, so Brady touched on the, the mechanics of the huddle right there. Um, probably the thing that makes the huddle so special from a relational aspect is that, you know, everyone's in the huddle, um, everyone's equal. Uh, it doesn't matter what race you are. Uh, it doesn't matter what socioeconomic status you came from, whether you're a Republican, a Democrat, whether you come from a one or two parent household, uh, what your GPA is, any of that stuff right there. That's probably the best part of it because the number one thing you got to have in the huddle is trust. You got to trust in one another. Everyone's working towards a, a common goal. Everyone's aligned toward that common goal. Uh, but if one guy doesn't do their job, you know, it ain't going to be pretty. So you got to trust each other in there. Man, these microphones are hot up here, y'all. Y'all just get ready. Just telling y'all, y'all gonna want them to preach every week. I like this. And uh, again, we've said it over the last couple of weeks. Like, it's impossible to win with the wrong people in the huddle, right? I think, I think so many times uh, in life, we have the wrong teammates so many times that we're surrounding ourselves with. And again, a, a coaching together is a brotherhood in, in itself, right? I mean, that's, you got to understand that as you guys are working towards that common goal of wanting to be successful on a football field, wanting to train young men, uh, guys that, can, that, that, that leave your program and want to say, hey, you know what, I want to be better after we leave here. I want to do something for my life. And again, Coach Hood and, and, and Murray State football, y'all have some core values, right? Uh, what are those? What do those, what those kind of mean to you guys specifically yourself? Uh, uh, maybe Coach Dean Hood's watching. You better get these right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Coach, may, he may make sure that our coaches know the values. Hopefully, if you need them, they're right here on my uh, iPad. Uh, but, uh, I promise but, yeah. you we know them. Yeah, you know them. You know them. I, I love that. So tell us a little bit about those core values. What do they mean to you? Why, why do you think core values are even important for, for your program? All right, well, the core values are tell the truth, be a gentleman, and love your brother. And I'll let Coach kind of go in on those a little bit. Good job, Coach Brady. Yeah. Um, you know, probably the, the beauty of what I think Coach Hood does such a great job with is um, the message is clear. Every day our players hear those same three core values. They recite them at the end of every practice. Um, and it starts with number one, like Brady said, tell the truth. Um, in any relationship you have, you got to have trust. You know, it's a fundamental, you know, core of any relationship. Um, you know, your most important ability is going to be dependability. Um, you know, talking about, uh, about being a gentleman, um, that's putting someone else's uh, feelings in front of your own rights. Um, wow. You know, and then next, talking about protecting your brother, um, you accept them, you protect them, and you serve them. Um, so you excel in showing respect to your teammates. Uh, you serve them uh, in word and deed, understanding that everything you say and everything you do is going to affect your teammate and your brother. And um, in, in the last one, you serve, you know, simple acts of kindness, uh, humility, um, you know, and, and just, you know, putting that guy in front of your own, in front of yourself. 
I love that. I love that. I think core values are so important. We've talked about it ever since we started Purpose Church. Like core values are that, like, like we say orange, like they're an orange. And when you squeeze an orange, orange juice comes out, right? So like we think about it and we talk about it a lot as a church. Like we want our core values. And I love that, that Murray State has those because for us, our core values are, are when we get squeezed in life, when we have something happen, when, and that's kind of like football anyway. Football is kind of a game of adversity, overcoming adversity, different swings and, and momentum and all that kind of stuff. When life happens, uh, as it does on a football field, my thing is, what is the thing that comes out? What is the thing that is said of, of Murray State football when tough things happen? What is the things that are said of Purpose Search when that happens? And I, we, we want it to be Jesus is our point, people are our heart, generosity is our privilege, honor is our posture, celebration is our response. We want those to be said about us. And just like you guys, obviously with Murray State football, y'all want that to be said of your men, of you as coaches, obviously. And I'll just tell you, just to honor you guys too, like you guys live that life. So I, I think that's so important too. You guys have to model it, right? You have to live those things. You can't ask your players to do something that you're not willing to do. And I think that's for a lot of us too. I think even, even uh, just thinking as a church-wise, uh, Jesus, so many times as I think about Jesus, uh, I think about his life. Jesus modeled what it looked like to be a servant. Right, I think about that. He didn't just tell, hey, go be a servant. Go do this. Go do that. What did Jesus do? He went with them. He did it with them. He did life with them. And I, I uh, in a way, believe that you guys as coaches, y'all are more than just coaches, right? You have those conversations. I know Brady, even specifically, coach, you have, you have those conversations with a lot of guys that, that they're walking through something or they're dealing with something. Uh, and I think that's incredible that, that, that you're doing a modern day kind of discipleship as well, even in the midst of all of that. I want to just kind of jump on to the next thing. And, and, and again, I know we're talk, we talk a little bit about strategy in football, but I want to know Coach Brady and Coach Johnson. I want everybody to know you guys a little bit. Would you be willing uh, just to share a little bit of your faith story? A little bit, again, I know you were sharing the other day, Coach Brady, of everything that brought you to Murray, all the different things, and, and uh, I would love for you to do that. And then, Coach Johnson, if you want to share your story and I love the story about you and your dad and, and all of that, if you could share that, that would be awesome. We'd love to hear that. Yeah, so like I said, I was at uh, the University of Kentucky. I had the privilege to coach there for three years. And then Coach Hood ends up taking this job. He finished out. We won the, the 2019 Belk Bowl. And then the day after, he came to Murray. And I worked directly under Coach Hood at Kentucky, so I knew it was always a possibility, like, yeah, I'll probably end up in Murray. And then I ended up, you know, I finished out at Kentucky there, and we started rolling into spring ball for the next season, and that's whenever COVID hit. And I actually got the opportunity to become a football coach at a Division II school. And this was a, a, big, a bigger position. I was going to be, a, you know, a, a running backs coach and work with special teams, at, you know, at a for my age, a really big position at this yeah. D2 school. And I'm like, all right, that's it. You know, this is, this is a really good opportunity for me. It's a really big position. I think that's where I'm going to go. And so I started doing a so little work with them and, you know, still haven't really told Coach Hood anything, you know, because Coach Hood's the reason that I'm in this game, you know. Yeah. And uh, so about a month before it was time to come to Murray, you know, I had, I had, you know, been working a little bit with this D2 school and everything. And Coach Hood, you know, I, I, see, I see his name pop up on my phone. I'm like, here we go, here we go. So, he, he, you know, he, he calls me, and we end up having a, a really long conversation, and he just basically lays it out for me. And, and, you know, this wasn't an easy decision to go to A or B, and Coach Hood made it, you know, made it known, hey, don't make your decision off of me. Make a decision off of where you need to be. Um, and so, you know, after 
after talking with him, I was just stuck. I was like, you know, you know, what do I do? Where do I go? Because I had, I, I was bought in to go into this D2 school. And then I talked to him, and and we got off the phone, and I called one of my one of my good friends, and we met. Uh, we met up. I'm like, bro, I got to talk to you. Like, I need somebody to talk to about this. And I remember sitting in the car, and I start crying because I'm like, man, I'm I had it figured out. I was gonna go here. And th- I mean, this is, I was going to go to, to this other school and, you know, but, but Coach Hood, I'm, I'm able to do what I love to do every single day because of Coach Hood. And, you know, I really think that God had told me in the car there with my, you know, after, with, my, with my friend, um, after we had talked about it, hey, you know, Murray is where you need to be. And I, I, and I didn't understand why. I didn't understand why. Why is Murray pulling on me so much? You know, this is a great opportunity at another school. Why is Murray... Like, why is it pulling on me so much? Why is Coach Hood pulling on me so much? You know, I made that decision to come to Murray. I feel like God left, uh, led me here. And, and just to be honest with you guys, I've been going to church my entire life. And I've been, you know, my brother's a pastor, grandfather's a pastor. I've been going to church my entire life. But coming to Murray was without a doubt the best decision I've ever made because through Purpose Church and through Murray and through Coach Hood, I've become closer to God than I've ever, I've ever been. I love that. I love that. I love that. Coach Johnson, tell us a little bit about your story, too, and, and kind of your journey as well. Okay, so I was, uh, I was raised in, in the Catholic Church, um, went to church growing up with my mother, so I've always, that's always been a foundation, foundational piece of my life. Um, I've always been a believer. Uh, my dad, growing up, you know, he, he, he believed, but he, he didn't pursue that relationship with Christ the way he should have, probably. Um, and then in 2000, uh, he came down with cancer, and that's kind of what what flipped the script and kind of really made him get serious about his relationship with Christ. And um, he battled it for 13 years, um, you know, unfortunately passed away in 2013. But, uh, you know, just, just seeing, you know, as he got closer to God and as he got, you know, closer in his relationship with Christ, just seeing his, his approach on life. Um, and he became pretty debilitated at one point to where he was a, uh, a paraplegic, you know, and he couldn't even get out of bed on his own. You know, he had to have help going to the bathroom and everything. So, you know, just seeing him be able to wake up with a smile on his face and impact people the ways he did, um, you know, it just really kind of inspired me, you know. And if he didn't, you know, have Christ as a centerpiece in his life, there's no way he could have approached life the way he did. It's awesome. I, it's, it's, and I know your dad, y'all were, you've always been a big football family. Obviously, he, he, was, he, he worked at, at, with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, and are you a Carolina Panthers fan still? Oh, yeah, huge. Yeah, you are. All right, they're 3-0, and right? Playing three, good. 3-0. Three 3-0, and three and yeah, yeah. My Dallas Cowboys are not. So uh, we'll, we won't talk about that. Uh, but, but I think about, again, you guys are busy. I think as a lot of us out here are, I think all of us um, have things in life that are, that are, I mean, our schedule is crazy. I know you guys are on the road. You've been on the road even the last couple of days recruiting and, and away from your families, away from home. And I, I want to just know what is, the, what, what is it for you that keeps you centered on the things of God? What is it that really just helps you, you know, obviously in the midst of everything that you're walking through? Again, we have hundreds of people out here that are saying, you know what, we're busy too. We have lives that are crazy. We are walking through different seasons of life. Uh, and maybe that's changed in your life through different seasons you know now obviously coach johnson you're married is there a different flow rhythm to to again keeping the main thing the main thing i think the other day uh, coach brady you said something about sometimes we can get so laser focused on one area that we miss the big picture can you talk a little bit about what that is for you guys as far as how do you stay focused on the right things on the on the things of god in the midst of everything that you have going on you know with anything that you do you know 
it, it'll, it'll take you away from, the, from the, the main focus. And what Coach Hood says, he says, he says it all the time. We actually make fun of him for saying it because he says it so much. It's, it's that myopia will kill your dreams. And what myopia is, it's being nearsighted. So you're focused on the right now and not the big picture. So, for instance, if, if we're in practice and, and one of our defensive guys takes a shot on an offensive guy because it's the big play of practice, well, that's myopia set in. You're not looking at the big picture that we've got a game on Saturday, you know. And so, you know, that, that's specifically with football, but in life, with anything, we can get so torn and so pulled. And, and you know, I think just the main thing that you have, to, you have to remember, and the main thing that I have to remember is I'm able to do what I love to do every single day because of God. And he's the reason that I'm here. He's the reason that I'm able to coach football, able to coach the greatest sport ever made, you know. And, and, so, and so, you know, these things that pull on you, the recruiting pulls on you, the, the time commitment pulls on you. But I think it's just you have to sit down and take time to realize that we're in the position we're at because of God and because of God only. Uh, one thing that's helped me, um, our chaplain actually mentioned this uh, a couple of weeks ago, is that, you know, football players and football coaches are so process-driven in what they do. You know, we're very schedule-oriented. Um, and so I, I've really started to think about, okay, how am I going to be process-oriented in my spiritual life? And so, you know, for instance, like, I mean, you got a lot of things that are drawing your attention away throughout the day. Um, you know, but the mornings, you know, when I'm at the house and when I wake up early, you know, I don't have anything drawing my attention away. So that's kind of like my time where I can focus, I can get into the Bible, I can pray um, and do all those things. So I think you got to take that approach in your spiritual life as well and, you know, you know, set time in your schedule, you know, to spend time with God. Absolutely. I think Jesus obviously modeled that perfectly, didn't he? Like my thing is, is even like we talked about last week, the fact that Jesus would, would say no to certain things, even certain, again, Jesus' goal on earth was, was obviously to, to save the world from our sin, right? That was his goal. There was also things that were happening in Jesus' life that, that were pulling for his attention even here on earth. Physical healings. Yes, Jesus wanted to heal physically, but his main mission in life was to heal spiritually, right? That was his whole goal. And so I think for a lot of us, all of us get in that Can anybody be honest out here today or watching online? Can anybody say, hey, you know what? There's many times in my life that I'm pulled in a lot of different directions that aren't necessarily godly. Come on. Wave at me if that's you. I think a lot of us can. We all can agree that there's times in our life, there's, there's seasons of our life where we get pulled in certain directions. Uh, but the fact is, is and, and kind of what I love about what you guys, even, even just, again, your story, talking the other day specifically about it, was, was even the fact that, you know, Colossians 3.23 says that whatever you do, work as if you're working for the Lord, right? And so I just think about, uh, do you guys see, uh, and how do you see it, like obviously uh, you're job as coaches, as influencers in, in, in young men's life, whatever. Again, you're not on, you're not on staff at a church necessarily. You're not a, a paid minister, but I just believe that we're all called to minister, right? And I just want to know, it, it, you know, how do you see that when it comes to coaching? How do, you, how do you see that when it comes to just the role that you're in, not in vocational ministry, but how do you see that as a ministry if you can? To me, I just, I'm a firm believer that everybody has a platform whether you're a pastor, whether you're a football coach, whether you work at a fast food restaurant, everybody has a platform. Everybody has the opportunity and ability to reach others and spread the gospel. And I just think that, you know, that's, that needs to be understood by everybody that no matter who you are or what you do, that, yeah. that you have the opportunity to reach people, and that's what we're called to do. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, you know, football has been such a foundational piece of my life, and, you know, a lot of my greatest memories in life have been, you know, centered around the game of football. Um, you know, so I think... You know, coaching was kind of a, a natural fit for me and, and to use that platform because, you know, number one, 
um, you know, I played it. Um, you know, I can relate with the players. You know, I, I, a lot of their pains that they've been through as football players, I've experienced those myself. Um, and then you just you spend so much time with them. You know, you spend so much time. So, you know, if you relate with them, you spend time with them, you start to develop that relationship. Um, and, and Coach Hood talks about, you know, quantity over quality. And basically, the quantity of time leads to quality of time. You know, we spend so much time with them, we get to know them. Um, you know, we get to see what's going on in their lives. Um, and that quantity of time we get with those kids, you know, it, it leads to quality time. And, uh, you know, that's our whole purpose. You know, uh, Brady kind of touched on it. You know, the first sheet we get in our, uh, our coach's manual, it says our goal is to win an OVC championship, but our purpose is to use football as a platform to build authentic men. Um, so it, it's something that can't be taken lightly, and it's, it's truly a gift that we get to uh, do it for, for a living. I love that. I love that. And I just think that's, that speaks volumes to all of us out here. It is, the fact is that no matter what you find yourself doing, no matter what job you find yourself going to on Monday or Sunday night or whatever your schedule might be, my thing is, is that you have a platform, that you have an avenue, that you have an opportunity to share the gospel just like we all do, and that we're all called to minister. We're all called to share the gospel. We're all called to show Jesus in everything that we do, and I just think that's so important. I love that that's something that even is a big deal uh, for you guys as football coaches. I think that's awesome. The last thing I really want to just talk about uh, uh, Again, I think is uh, if you uh, if if something could be said of your life, and I didn't even write this down, so I'm throwing this on you guys really quick. So I'm sorry. If something could be said of your life uh, at the end of it, um, uh, what what's the kind of the your your mantra, like your mantra for life? Obviously, yeah, you have a platform. But if something could be said of you at the end of Brady Karen's life, if something could be said about you, what what do you what do you wake up every day saying? You know what? That's what I really want to be about. Can you share that? If, if there's anything, I know I'm throwing this on you like in the middle of everybody's watching. It's a little nerve-wracking online. We love you too. It's a little nerve-wracking up here. Uh, but just something that, that, I mean, even again, if you were to instill this in somebody else that you get the chance to coach, what's, the one, what's a couple things or one thing you want them to know about your life? Um, just really that, that, you know, I'm, I'm bought into this and I'm bought into the, to changing people's lives, you know. I, I do it through the game of football. That's how I do it. You know, I love football. Um, it's given me so much in life. Um, so many, I've met so many people, formed so many relationships with football. But just that I was able to use what God gave me to help change lives. I love that. I love that. Watch this. Kyle. All right, we gave him a signal. That was like, I'll just tell y'all, that was Coach Brady's signal, like for hurry up in the offense. I was going to try and say, hey, you don't have to say, hey, Kyle, can you come up here and start playing these keys? Uh, but I wanted to do that. That was terrible, wasn't it, Brady? It was pretty it was, bad. Yeah, it was all right. We'll work no, on it. No, okay, we'll all right. That was, we'll work that was a play calling signal. It didn't work, and I just had to say, hey, Kyle, because that you was, gotta, yeah, just. You, you got to say, derby, derby, derby. Derby, derby, derby. All right, there we go. Now here, here's Kyle right here on stage. I love it. Coach Johnson, you got anything as far as that to, to, to end today? Uh, probably, probably that. You know, he put others before himself, be it. Um, you know, that he did uh, everything as best he could. But, yeah, putting others first probably be it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And, again, that, that just makes me think about Jesus, right? Yeah. Makes me think about Jesus. Ultimately, this whole entire series, again, all of us, why were we created? We're created to make a difference in Jesus' name. We're making, again, everything, every victory is yours. The reason why we can talk football up here and have some fun, talk about life, talk about struggles that we've been through, that we've walked through, that we, different seasons that we may have, have uh, had different things going on, the fact that we can sit here together. We're from, different, we're, we're from different parts of the state. We're from different states. But the thing that unifies us is Jesus. And I love that so much because that's, that's the huddle, what it's really about. 
you know, is the fact that we're all different. Just like what you said, Coach Johnson. We all come from different areas. And I look around this room and I think about people that are watching online. I think about how different we are. Like that we're all different. But the one thing that, that combines us, that, that unifies us, is the name of Jesus. And the fact is, is that if, if, if you and I have a relationship with Jesus, guess what? That's the unifying factor. But if we don't, again, I think we all understand that our sin, it separates us from God. And I think about that, and I think about, again, there's so many times, I, and I, I'm, a, I'm a, a team guy, football guy, I think about things like that. But there's so many times in life where we think, okay, I, I'm tripped up in this certain area, I, I don't know what's going on. But I, I think for a lot of us, it's the fact is, for you and I, is that we haven't, we haven't gotten the main issue figured out when we're trying to fix something on the exterior. We're trying to come to church. We're trying to do this right. We're trying to clean ourselves up. But instead, there has to be an inside-out transformation that takes place. That only happens by Jesus. That only happens with a relationship with Jesus. And so for me, and I know, Coach, both of you guys would say it as well, is that Jesus is the best decision that you could ever make in your life more so than a job that you might take somewhere, more so than a, a, a position that you might be promoted to or demoted from or whatever it might be, that Jesus is the most important decision you'll ever make. That again, if there is a core value that our church we want to be known for above everything else is the fact that Jesus is our point. That we want to do everything. You may come in this room and you may be lost. You've never accepted Jesus. I want you to understand something. You are welcome in this place. Like this is a place for you. We want to be a place that you can come in. doesn't matter what you did last night. It's okay to not be okay when you come to this place. But I just believe that Jesus loves you and I so much. And he gave his life for us. That it's not okay to stay that way. That you and I, that we may have some trip ups in life. But guess what? We don't have to stay down. That we can get up. And it's only because of Jesus and what he's done. And I, I just think, again, at the end of the day, I want to just wrap this entire series up. Obviously with some, some incredible insight from some professional football coaches that would even tell you and I it's all about Jesus their platform to point people to Jesus your platform to point people to Jesus no matter what platform we find ourselves on let's point other people to Jesus amen or oh me church come on can we put our hands together and thank God for coach Johnson and coach Brady you guys are welcome thank you so much for being here and I want to ask you really quick if you don't mind would you jump up on your feet and would you just don't close your eyes just yet because I'm going to speak to you for just a second because I think for so many of us, we can come into a place like today and we can say, you know what, that was good, that was fun, that was great. We talked to some football coaches. Y'all are more than welcome to, man, Coach Brady and Coach Johnson are incredible. And his wife, Rachel, she's awesome. They're incredible people. Y'all tell them they're awesome and incredible and cheering them on. I'd love to pray over them in a few minutes, their influence and in our community influence, uh, wherever God calls them. But I think for us, I think for a lot of us, what we can say, oh, that's good, good day today, not for me. Didn't need, didn't need that. Didn't I? I, I don't. I don't. I, I, I'm. I'm. I'm here. But man, I, but what happens is so many times is that you and I will come and we'll sit, and, and really the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and I. But what we'll do is we'll just kind of say, you know what? I, I'll worry about it tomorrow, or I'll worry about it another day. It's different. Today was a little different. It's a little bit, a little, little bit, a little bit different key than what you used to. But guess what? I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to deal with some stuff today. And there's some of us that may have walked in here with some baggage. Some of us that may have walked in here with some, just some hurt. You may have walked in here with some sin. Here's what I'm going to ask our, our prayer team is going to go over to each wall in the room. If they don't mind doing that right now, that would be awesome. Is this what I'm going to ask you to do? Before we get to the invitation for salvation, I feel like there's some people that may have walked in here that need some prayer for something they're going through right now. I'm not even going to have you bow your heads and close your eyes. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. 
I'm going to ask you if you need prayer in this place right now. But right now, would you just take a moment and just go talk to one of our prayer team members right now. Would you just get out of your seat? Would you make your way to one of them? I believe that God is calling somebody to do that. Maybe you've got a health issue that you need working through, that you need some prayer for. Maybe you've got something that you've been struggling with for a long time. You need to confess that to somebody. Our team, man, we're not, hey, listen, we're not going to judge you. These people right here, they love you. They would love to pray for you. I would just love it if you would move if that's you. I believe with all my heart that there's somebody in this room that you need to deal with God today. We're not going to let you, I'm not, we're going to let you leave. That sounds really weird. I don't want you to leave until you get that dealt with today. So why don't we do this? I want to pray for you right now. And if, if that's you and you need prayer, would you just move right now? Jesus, we come to you right now. And God, I just thank you for today. God, I pray that today, that there's somebody that, that I feel in my spirit that needs to make a decision. Just like on a football field, there's a decision that has to be made from time to time. God, would you just make that decision inside of them right now to move, to find healing, to have some prayer for them, that, that God, that you would do something with their life today that is so special. I believe that you want to move. God, we're going to let you do that right now. And maybe you're in here and the bigger decision bigger thing that you're struggling with, the thing that you're walking through that you don't know what to, to do. You've tried everything else. You've tried coming to church. You've tried getting your life together, getting your life right, you know, this relationship or that relationship, but no relationship that you and I have uh, will ever solve the problem of sin that's in our life. And I just think for so many of us, we try to fill that hole, that void on the inside of us with relationship after relationship or thing after thing or, or whatever it might be. And, and that is a, I've always heard it called a God-shaped hole. That, that there's only a hole big enough inside of us that God himself can fill. And I think there's some people in this room watching online even that you need to make that decision to fill that void in your life with the things of God. So maybe you're here and that's you and you say, you know what? I need a relationship with Jesus. I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I don't know him. I don't know. I don't. I don't have. I don't have him in my life. I. I feel like I. I come to church and I sing, but nothing ever changes. And guess what? It's all about a relationship. Just like what Coach uh, Johnson and Coach Brady were saying that they build relationships with their guys. Guess what? It's about a relationship with Jesus. And out of that relationship, those things will begin to flow. And I just think that there's somebody in this room that may need to make that decision to say yes to a relationship with Jesus today. Maybe you're here and that's you and you say, I need a relationship with Christ. I need Jesus in my life. If that's you, I would just love it if you pray something like this. First of all, you need to understand that you and I, we're far from God. We're sinners. And we messed up. That You don't have to teach a baby how to sin. Man, they just, it's just in them. We all know how to do that. But thank God for Jesus and the fact that while we were still sinning, Christ died for us. While we were in the middle of sin, Jesus came after us. The Bible says if we'll declare with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we'll believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says that we will be saved. And I believe that with all my heart. So if you need salvation today, you need Jesus today, would you just pray something like this? Would you just pray, dear Jesus? It doesn't have to be word for word, but just say something like this. Just mean it in your heart. Say, Jesus, I want you to come into my life. I want you to forgive me. I want you to help me live for you. Thank you for dying on a cross. Thank you for taking my sin. Thank you for giving your life for mine. And I gladly accept your forgiveness. Thank you for loving me when I was unlovable. Thank you for forgiving me. And I put my whole life in your hands. And I want to do whatever you call me to do from this day forward. And maybe that's you. Maybe that's you. You're watching online and that's you. And you said something like that or prayed that. 
Maybe that's you in the room and you said, I just, I, I just asked Jesus to come in my life and save me. If that's you, I would just love it if you would do something for us. We're not going to call you down here to the front, but I'd just love it if you would just make your way now. Uh, if, there's, if there's an open prayer team member on the side, would you just go that way to them? I'm going to count to three and our team's going to move. Our team's going to begin to move for get ready for next experience. If that's you and you need to say, yeah, and you just said yes to Jesus, I would love it if you just went and saw somebody over there because we want to celebrate you. We want to just honor you. We want to give you a Bible. We want to high five you. We want to do whatever we can to let you know that you are loved and God has an incredible plan for you. So if you don't mind, I'm going to count to three. If you just said yes to a relationship with Jesus, would you go see one of those prayer team members on the wall? On three. One, two, three. Our team is moving. You're not the only ones moving. Just know that. You're not the only ones moving if you just said yes to Jesus. I love that. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you for, for moving, even through the time of prayer and some other things like that. I believe that God's Spirit is in this place. I believe that He is moving. I believe that salvation has happened in this place, or even online. And we've had some people give their life to Jesus. We've had five people in the last two weeks give their life to Jesus. Three on Wednesday night at Purpose Youth. Two last Sunday. Come on, can we give Jesus a big ovation of worship? Come on, y'all can do better than that. Let's give it up for Jesus. more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.